0: Hi, you're tuned to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Today I'm in conversation with Tim Disney. And if that name sounds familiar, well, he's the great nephew of Hollywood pioneer Walt Disney. Tim has enjoyed a dual filmmaking career as both a producer of environmentally and socially conscious documentaries and a director and writer of narrative features. He served as executive producer on the documentaries Gift of the Game, Racing Against the Clock, A Life Among Whales, The Price of Sugar, and The Last Mountain. He's also an executive producer on Janice, the upcoming biopic of singer Janice Joplin, starring Michelle Williams. He's here to talk to us about his latest film, William. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Tim Disney. Thanks for joining us. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: So give us a brief rundown of your latest film, William. How did this come about?
1: Yeah, I got the idea for this movie because uh, uh, I'm kind of a nerdy, obsessive reader guy, (laughs) and I had gone on a a reading binge about the emergence of uh, early humans and uh, their coexistence with Neanderthals and other human species, and uh, I found that very fascinating, and I got a little irritated reading about that, how the Neanderthals were kind of written off as having lost in the uh, battles for survival with more intelligent homo sapiens. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we we often observe that history is written by the living, and it occurred to me that maybe prehistory was written by the living as well, and that maybe the Neanderthals were more interesting, and, and, um, and maybe they got up because they were more intelligent than us, not the other way around, or more good, more virtuous than us. That was the core of the idea, and then I crafted this story about Two scientists who fall in love with each other and the idea of bringing a Neanderthal back to life, which they do. And the, the mother, in quotes, yes. carries this engineered embryo as a surrogate and they give birth to this child. And it's about that child, that Neanderthal child growing up in the modern world, being an outsider, trying to find his identity. So it's, it's a sci-fi premise, but really it's a, a, it's a family drama. Uh, and and a story about otherness and what it's like to try to survive and assert your identity in a hostile world.
0: Was this a new type of film for you? I mean, I know you've done environmental and socially conscious documentaries before.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, this is my fourth feature as a a director, and the subject matter of my other films has varied, depending on uh, what we were doing. Uh, My first movie... Had kind of a, which was called uh, a question of fate, had had kind of a magical premise. This movie does not have a magical premise, but it has an unlikely premise. So there, there's some similarity there. I think this one is very much in my sensibility.
0: It's a, it's a great idea. It's a great concept that gets us thinking. You know, the kind of like what if. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
1: and I and I think it it operates on a lot of levels. You know, there's the science aspect of it, which is interesting, and we work very hard to make that realistic and plausible, which I believe it is. Uh, But we didn't dwell on that part of it. It's not really a science fiction movie. Uh, It's it's operating on a lot of levels.
0: What would you like viewers to take away from this film?
1: Well, a, a number of things. You know, I I will be curious to see what audiences do take away from uh, from it, uh, the, the viewing experience. You know, as, as a as a storyteller or a filmmaker, I have ideas about what I'm trying to communicate, but I don't really know what I've communicated until audiences see it and tell me what they what they um, experience. I, I hope that people find um, things that that feel true to them about their own relationships and their own lives, their own rel- uh, uh, their own experience of uh, finding their own identity, uh, the inevitable conflict with their own parents, and then likewise as a parent myself of two teenage sons when I started the story, uh, what that experience is like and how difficult it is to uh, allow your children to become themselves rather than what you want them to be.
0: Tell me about the process of this film. Did it take a long time to make? Uh, what was the casting like?
1: It did take a long time to make, but... Uh, uh, you know, partly because I was working on lots of other things at the same time. Until mm-hmm. so we got to final production phase. Uh, we had a lot of concern about how to present in the Neanderthal in a realistic and believable way. Uh, that was also practical for production on a low budget. And we ended up finding a uh, fantastic makeup guy named Stevie Betles, who really figured out how to do that in a in a, in a practical way. And then that ended up was our biggest concern going into it and it ended up being really kind of a non-issue for us that the makeup is so uh, convincing that you just forget about it uh, right at the beginning. You know, when I was telling people about a story as I was writing it, uh, a lot of people said, and I had a fantastic co-writer named JP Allen. A lot of people said to us, Oh, it's like Encino man. And wow. I kept saying, no, not like Encino, <laughs> not like Encino. <laughs> so there was a, uh, There was a lot of humor of that type Mm -hmm. to be had that was available, and we wanted to find appropriate humor, and I think that we did, but we did not want it to be silly or ridiculous. We didn't want to trivialize it with cheap humor. Uh, I mean, we wanted it to be funny. We wanted to find appropriate humor in the story, and I think all good dramas have uh, a degree of humor in them, uh, which humanizes the characters. But well, we never wanted to speak to it to be right. cheap, cheap humor. So, in, in mostly, we tried to make it realistic. You know, we tried to think, uh, what happened? What would it be like if they really did this? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what, what if there really was a Neanderthal? What would he be like, and what would his interactions be like? And the truth is that Neanderthals were extremely similar to us, very close. In uh, in their culture, they obviously had sophisticated language. Physically, they were somewhat. Uh, Stronger than us, but they were not superhuman. They couldn't lift cars or anything ridiculous like that. So we just tried to be realistic about it.
0: What are some of the unique traits of Neanderthals that make them? I know you know you said they were similar to us, but are there some specifics?
1: Well, I think what's so remarkable about them is that they uh, is how similar they were. So they coexisted with modern Homo sapiens for tens of thousands of years. There's very little evidence. Of conflict between them. And in fact, I don't believe there's any uh, artifactual evidence of direct conflict between them. So it's a matter of speculation exactly what their interactions were like. We know for sure that they interbred because all humans outside of sub-Saharan Africa have some percentage of Neanderthal DNA, so that's, that, that's unquestioned. Um, at the time that they coexisted, their cultures were of equal sophistication. So, Neanderthals made complex tools, made symbolic objects, buried their dead, all of the things that we associate with Homo sapiens, Neanderthals did as well. Uh, their lifestyles were somewhat different. They were uh, f- physically more imposing. They caught large game. Uh, they were more reliant on uh, meat and large game mm-hmm. in their diet, uh, whereas Homo sapiens were more flexible. Uh, relied much more on uh, nuts, berries, foraging, and uh, you know, it's my own personal opinion that the flexibility of Homo sapiens' diet is probably was a key to their survival. Um, so, most of what we think of as you know, uh, like the cave paintings and all of those things that we associate with uh, Paleolithic humans, really didn't happen until long after the Neanderthals were gone.
0: It's so interesting. And uh, the first Neanderthal appeared, what, 35,000 years ago?
1: The last Neanderthal died off about 35,000 oh, okay. years ago. So Neanderthals uh, arose about 400,000 years ago.
0: Wow. You've really done so your homework. You this is fascinating. Of, <laughs> I have.
1: <laughs> I told you I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, so if you think about the span of time, uh, that's an incredibly short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh Uh, Another thing that's really astonishing to consider is that the founder human population that left Africa and people the rest of the world uh, was a a group as small as 1,500 individuals. I mean, so when you think about that, you you see that our existence as a species was not a foregone conclusion, that it was a a close-run thing. We might not have survived. It might have been another species. I think that's humbling in a good way for us Yes. because I think we get a little carried away with just how special we are and uh, maybe we're not.
0: Now this is um, an independent film, correct? Yes. What is it like, you know, here you are, you're Tim Disney. Has it been hard or uh, not so hard to pave your own way, you know, as a film producer?
1: Well, it's, it's, I think people, um, are, are interested in my name it's uh it's a very uh well-known brand name it's like being named Timothy coca-cola or mm-hmm. something like that so that's um it's a blessing and a curse I, I feel grateful for it the connection has given me a lot of opportunities and i get to meet interested people and i'm grateful for all of that but when it comes to creating a a movie for public consumption You know, people don't care, right? They just yeah. You're on your own. Movies that they like, and (laughs) yeah, you're you're on your own. Yeah, Uh, you know, I I I really wanted to make a story that was close to my heart, and uh, so we kind of went our own way to create this movie, um, kind of outside of the normal channels, and and I'm really grateful we did it that way because we were able to follow our own creative path, and uh, I'm really hopeful that it will find uh, a home. out out there with people. I think there are strong, universal themes. Uh, I think that it's appropriate um, for lots of different kinds of audiences, younger people, older people. uh, And I'm really eager to get it out there and hear how people uh, uh, respond to it.
0: So how can people see it, Tim? Where is it showing?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. It's uh, Mm -hmm. opening uh, on April 12th in Los Angeles and New York. It's a Lemon Monica here in Los Angeles and at the Village East Theater in New York on the 12th. Uh, And then it opens in uh, a bunch more cities on April 26th. Um, If I may encourage people to go uh, like our Facebook page, William the Film, repost it on your own networks, uh, we would really be grateful for that. So this kind of, you know, more challenging, more interesting, more creative, off-the-beaten-track independent cinema really... Um, lives or dies on word of mouth, and so yes. we ask people to go out and check it out, and if they like it, to, to share it with their own network of friends and family. Exactly.
0: And is there a website as well, or just they should look for it on Facebook?
1: Yes, it, it's a William.movie.
0: William.movie, okay. How did you come up with the name William, by the way?
1: The character is named after a uh, Victorian-era scientist named William King, who is the first person to identify the Neanderthals as a separate species. Mm-hmm. So that's a, uh, it's in the story. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. where
1: it comes from. And I, you know, I, I thought it was very important to have a very personal name, yes. a very familiar sounding name, you know, a conventional sounding name because they are just like us. The acting is
0: great, by the way.
1: We have such a great cast. So many great actors, Maria Dizia, Waleed Slater, Beth Grant, who plays, uh, Dr. Godwin, the scientist, she's just amazing. Uh, but the main character, particularly Will Britton, what a find. He's just magnificent in that role, and I'm so gratified to see that he's getting great part after great part now, and he really deserves it. He's fantastic.
0: Was that tough, the casting of William? I mean, it must have been really interesting at yeah. the auditions.
1: <laughs> we auditioned quite a lot of people, Yeah, and, and uh, some, some very strong candidates, but we were really looking for somebody who had... The physique uh, that would be convincing, uh, because that is a really, really important part of it. Sure, you know, they work physically different, and it's important that the audience could sense that um, and feel his, you know, latent power. So Will Britton has actually uh, has been in the past a private trainer. So he, you know, he's sophisticated about fitness, and he's, uh, you know, he's probably five nine or so, which is about the height of an, the average Neanderthal. And uh, he worked out like a demon to, wow. uh, to prepare for this. Well, he was eating like 3,000 calories a day and working wow. out like four times a day. It was crazy. And uh, just if I could tell one anecdote at the beginning of production, we didn't want to overplay that. We didn't want to, like I was saying, we wanted to stay away from cheesiness or che- cheapness in how we presented. So there were no scenes in the script where he took his shirt off. And just as we were just about to start filming, he took me aside and said, Tim. I've been working out for months. I'm taking my shirt off, okay? (laughs) And so I I said, okay, fair enough. And we wrote a couple of scenes in where we we displayed his physique, and it was worth it.
0: Funny. Well, he worked hard. He wanted to show his physique and his hard work, so good for him. That's
1: awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much
0: for calling in. Is there any last bit of info you'd like to leave the listeners with?
1: No, I just encourage people to get out there and check it out. It's a really interesting movie. and uh, to check out the Facebook page and, and the website. And, the, and I really appreciate your interest, and thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much, Tim. Congratulations. Thank you. We've been speaking with filmmaker Tim Disney and chatting about his latest film, William, which opens in theaters April 12th. If you missed any part of this conversation, everything is on my show blog, Get the Kuci org. You can follow the show on Twitter at moms m o m z underscore rock. You can also find out more about KUCI on Twitter at KUCI FM. Thanks for tuning in to KUCI eighty eight point nine FM in Irvine.